0: This is My Thought in One Take, a part of the Ben
1: Burnett Show empire. Welcome to the Ben Burnett Show. This is My Thought in One Take. On the expanding budget deficits and the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, you guys probably remember that was the first big assignment that Donald Trump gave his Congress. At the time, it was Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, and they sat there and ushered through some tax cuts and then... Deficit spending began to expand, leaving the United States with a quandary or a quagmire on how it was going to effectively manage its resources moving forward. It's put the United States at odds with banking systems all over the country, all over the world. You have seen the United States federal government have its credit downgraded in recent days. Expanded spending during COVID was a big part of why that credit was downgraded. And President Biden has a decision to make. Is he going to let the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act expire, or is he going to continue through with it? One of the things I want you to know about the federal government is this. Once you give people something, it is nearly impossible to take it back. Whether it's the New Deal, whether it's the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, you see extreme consequences if taxes ever go up on anybody in this country. When George H.W. Bush ran for re-election in 1992 against Bill Clinton, It was largely what undid his presidency. He was forced during the war in Iraq to raise income taxes on more or less the top two-thirds of all Americans. It hurt him. It ultimately cost him the election. You remember when President Obama passed the Affordable Care Act or the Obamacare bill, and now everybody has to be covered by some sort of insurance. You've seen in recent years that issue came to light when the Repeal and Replace Ordinance Act came about during the Trump administration, and Donald Trump realized that Republicans would be taking something off the table that a lot of Americans were in favor of, including some on the right. You've seen no change take place with the Obamacare legislation since it's been written. A lot of people get up in arms about it. It was a campaign issue all across the land in 2016. Every Republican wanted to repeal and replace because it had gotten so expensive Like I told you, once you give people something, you can hardly ever take it back. I think Democrats are resigned to the fact in 2023 that President Biden is stuck with those tax cuts from 2017, and he's got to make hard choices, and so does the Republican House, and so does the Democrat Senate. Neither of those things are going to change with respect to the tax rate. They can't, and they won't. For all the criticism that you can give Donald Trump, And for all the issues that the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is ultimately going to bring with respect to insolvency in this country, it's here to stay. And you're going to start seeing it because the the last of those provisions expire in 2025, which means that lawmakers will either have to revisit that issue now in the short term during an election cycle or the party that ultimately wins both chambers of Congress is ultimately going to have to make a hard decision. And that will ultimately cost a lot of people their seat. So it's here to stay. If you're in Congress, what's the answer? There's a ton of entitlement benefits that are a part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. We finance so much of what we do through debt mechanisms. I'm not going to say that I agree or disagree. I clearly disagree with financing ongoing obligations like Medicare and Social Security through a debt mechanism because those are operational expenses. In the same way, every single month when you go home, you pay a gas bill, you pay an electric bill. Well, would you ever sit there and borrow tons of money to pay those expenses? No, of course not. But that's exactly what the federal government does. And at the same time, they've taken an escalating GDP, escalating wages, those numbers continue to expand. Although in 2022 and 2023 those numbers expand a little bit less, in 1980 the Congressional Budget Office took those numbers and tied the tax brackets directly to inflation, or the CPI index, whichever acronym you want to use. If the lowest 10% of taxpayers pays $10,000 in taxes today, you, and, and inflation is at 5%, you will see in 2024 that that lowest tax bracket number jumps up to $10,500. There's two problems that go on. Compounding interest is one of them. A 5% increase on somebody who makes $400,000 and a 5% increase on somebody who makes $10,000 is entirely different math. Yes, 5% looks the same, but how are you going to continue to do that? If you look at the top tax bracket in this country, it's roughly $400,000 and up. And that that tax bracket extends well into the mid-30s. Well, if you're going to take that number and increase it by the same amount, it's going to take a lot more dollars off the table than it does for the ones at the bottom. And I think that ultimately, that presents a huge issue for President Biden. Does he care about the rich? Not really. If you look at the numbers, the top 2% of all wage earners in this country pay almost 30% of the federal income taxes. That's going to be a huge problem. The other problem that he's going to have Is that he wants to go back and look at the corporate income tax rate, which means if I'm the CEO of a company like Amazon or I'm the CEO of a company like Microsoft, after I pay people and after I depreciate expenses, if whatever that number is, I owe 35% of all that wage growth to the federal government in terms of income taxes. It's an astronomical figure. One of the complaints or problems that I have with companies like Amazon and Microsoft is that they do everything humanly possible to decrease those overhead expenses to virtually zero dollars because they don't want to pay 35 cents of every dollar back to the federal government and then have to pay, the, pay one side of Social Security and Medicare at seven and a half percent essentially, and then they have to pay wages, which they get to deduct. And then if you're in the case of Microsoft, you've got to pay a dividend to a shareholder it doesn't necessarily leave a lot left over. I recognize that both Amazon and Microsoft make a mountain of money. They're two of the most successfully run American companies in the history of this country. But America is a, is truly at a crossroads. You can't continue to operate with expanding budget deficits as soon as Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan Chase and the other really large investment banks start calling the notes and calling the loans on what you're going to do because the United States may be the safest place to spend money in the entire world. But that doesn't mean that the companies in the United States are going to continue to liberally invest in assets. You've seen a lot of inflationary pressures that have come along in recent days. And expanding budget deficits are something that the United States government has to get a hold over. And when that actually happens, when people stop running to win the day, they're going to have really, really, really difficult choices to make. This has been another episode of the Ben Burnett Show. See you guys next week.
0: The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win.
1: Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.